Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Jenna's Digest Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Barbu, certified nutritionist and gut health practitioner specializing in chronic illness. Tonight we have a tonight, tonight, like this is the tonight show. Um, <laughs> today we have today we have Julie Costa, who will soon be Julie. What is going to be your last name, Julie? She recently got engaged. I'm not, so everybody, I'm not changing it. You're not changing. Oh, see? So my maiden name is Barbu, and we're just uh, adding my husband's last name to my last name. I'm not, I'm keeping my, yeah, yeah. And the kids already have that last name too. So I was like, yeah, this is what we're doing. So um, anyways, everybody just go to her page and tell her congratulations on her new new engagement. She's a fabulous woman. So I'm sure this man is also fabulous. So congrats to her. Um, But that's not why (laughs) you're welcome. Um, But that's not why we're here. Today, uh, we're going to talk to Julie. Julie, uh, tell us what you do and what we're going to talk about uh, this episode. Yeah. Hello. My name is Julie Costa. I'm a certified clinical uh, master hypnotherapist and a trainer. So in a nutshell, I always like to say that I help people achieve specific goals with hypnosis and subconscious reprogramming. And then the other leg of my business is I also teach, train, and certify others in the same subconscious uh, reprogramming transformative tools such as NLP, EFT, hypnotherapy, and more so that um, it creates more of that ripple effect that people can now take this and incorporate it into what they're doing as well. I love that. And where can people find you so they know like who you are and like all the things? Yeah. I mean, two easiest, best ways is website. So www.juliemcosta.com, Emma's and Mary. And then my Instagram, Instagram's like always the best place to find me hanging out social media. Uh, Same thing. So my handle is julie.m.costa. I love that. I love that. So let's get into this. So first and foremost, um, I'm going to uh, talk about the elephant in the room because people think when they hit when they hear hypno therapy or hypno breath work, they think woo woo. They think all this stuff. Now, um, I am a type of person that, you know, recently, Julie, I've been I've been asked more and more if I'm like faith based, if you know, whatever, because I'm just it's just part of my vocabulary that I just put God first because like before you and I were you and I, you know, there's a power up there, whether his name is God, whether whatever, but that's what I believe in that there's a higher power than us humans. Right. And I've been asked about this so much recently because it just comes out in my content and my vocabulary, right. All this stuff. And I did a, uh, a 2024, uh, vision board workshop, right. Earlier this month. Yes, it was so good. We absolutely loved it. Uh, we had quite a few people on, which was also great. Yes, and it was it was very aligned, right? Like it was a safe space. It was amazing. And uh, there, I actually talked about one of the things on um, on the steps that we took to make this vision board was gratitude. And the first thing that I said was like, "We're going to thank God," you know. And people were like, "Oh." You know, like some people who'd, who were brand new to my world, they were like, oh, you know, and I was like, well, yeah, I, I think this is what I was putting myself into. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm like, well, that's just like who I am. I, um, I've i never read the Bible from front to cover. Um, I do know things about, you know, religion and whatever. But that's just, you know, where what I believe is that we there's a higher power than us. That's it. You know, and uh People hear hypno breathwork and they hear hypnotism and they hear these things and they're like, oh, my God, this is 
this is like bad. This is, you know, there is a beautiful, yeah, mind control. Yeah. There is a science to hypno breath work. There is a actual, right. And, and if we talk about the science behind hypno breath work, and the reason I'm talking about this is because I know a lot about hypno uh, breath work. I've, do, I've done a session with you, but before I did a session with you, Julie, I actually used to do this in gymnastics. We used to do it all the time and it helped us regulate. Yes. And the vision board itself came from years of doing this in gymnastics. This is what we did. In the in the times that we did the hypno breath work and the breath work followed up to the vision board was really uh, reflecting back on in coming to your most uh, most organic self, as as I like to say, right, like coming back to yourself and really yeah. reaching in and saying, what is it that I actually want or what is it that my body actually needs? Right. Instead of asking these outer sources, right. Let's ask ourselves, okay, what is it that we need? And I know deep down inside that then after that, like God will provide, like whatever your biggest heart desire is, whatever it is, as crazy as it sounds, as wild as whatever, right? Like there is not even a glass ceiling to my dreams and my intentions that I want to do while I'm alive. There isn't. But one one of the reasons why I know that anything that I set my heart into and I set my 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 mind to this comprehension of what I want, I know it's going to be possible because I know that the breath work and the rewriting of the brain, that's like 90% of the battle that we as humans have to we have to jump these hurdles and understand why is our brain, we go through the daily lives, we go through these things and we're like, I can't do that. I can't do that. Said who? Said who? Right. When you're telling yourself exactly that you can't. So yeah, you're not going to, the more you keep you're telling yourself to. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a coach uh, growing up. Uh, she was, she was uh, the beam coach actually. So all she did was beam and she was like, don't say the C word. And I was like, what crap? And she's like, no, can't. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. It's and true, that was, though. it's true. Yeah. And, 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 and um, there's scientific evidence behind that too, with mm-hmm. like how the subconscious mind works. Like this is like my favorite fun fact. And every time I share it, like minds are blown. Your subconscious mind does not process negatives. Yep. So when you say like, um, I don't want to be stressed or I don't want to be sick or I don't want to be broke. It is only hearing, I want to be stressed. I want to be sick. I want to be broke. And so therefore you're literally telling your mind that and creating and crafting this picture. And because your mind doesn't also know the difference between reality and imaginary, it is then therefore thinking and believing you are broke, you are sick, like, you know, like all, all the things. Yes. It's like the biggest communication hack, language hack that like anyone can take away is like removing those negatives, like from your vocabulary and and like not, um, no longer focusing on what you don't want, but like focus on things like you actually do want, like put that into your subconscious because it'll definitely go after that. Yes. Yes. And so let's, let's get into this because we haven't even started and this is like fire already. (laughs) Um, So let's talk about, um, you know, the chronic illness population, um, the more the more that I personally get into the community of chronic illness in the online space, in the local space here in Michigan, um, I'm meeting more and more people that just are 
I get to, I get one of two reactions. Okay. So when I say like, yeah, um, so I have like a 50% liver function and I think it's decreasing as we age regardless. So like, you know, we're, we're not doing too hot. And, and then I tell them like, yes, I have, I'm like happily married. I have two healthy kids. I own a business. Um, I, uh, I'm getting back into my athleticism. I run, uh, I flip, um, I, you know, do all these things. They're like, do you really have a liver that does not function? Like, <laughs> is that possible? Like, is that, you know, and, and they, and people tell me that they're like, did you do, is that like your diagnosis? You know, they're, they're trying to be nice about it. They're like, is that your diagnosis? Did you get tested for this? Like, how yeah. do you, you know, and you see their eyes like confused, right? So it's either that reaction or it's mm-hmm. the reaction of, um, well, I have, I'm doing all the things plus my chronic illness because I just have this leg up that nobody else does. It's an imaginary, like I have like rich parents or something, or like I have a rich husband who supports my business and actually he's the one for paying for everything or right. And they're like, oh no, like you can't be like actually having a a successful business, a happy marriage, uh, you know, like, no, there's something there that you're not telling us. And people tell me this. So I don't know if I have the face of like yes i don't know if i don't know if it's because of the the conversations that i have because i'm the type of person like and this is also i know i know that this is like brain rewiring and i know this is trauma related but like me having like the what's the weather like and what's your favorite color conversations i'm like no like i like i want to know the (laughs) no (laughs) no we're beyond that at this point we're like so beyond i'm like oh my god like no (laughs) it's torture Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Small talk. Don't give me that. Like, I want to know, like, I want to know your birth story. I want to know, like, do you have like, like a, like a father that was removed from your life? Like, I want to know all the things about you. you Experiences. Yes. 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 And that's, these are the conversations that I have with like anybody. (laughs) Right. And they're like, Oh, and I think maybe that's why they feel a little bit comfortable, you know, saying this to my face, which I prefer to my face rather than behind my back. But it's also that um, it's very interesting that people have this thought. Right. And I I come back to that is because mm-hmm. I do this year after year after year since I've been a little child. Thank you, gymnastics, for showing me that this stuff is not woo woo showing me that the power that we hold is within us and everything Mm -hmm. else, everything else in this life are just, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Like tools, they're tools for us. Even, even when we lose, we're winning. You know what I mean? So, um, let's get into this. Let's get into losing. I always think there's no losing. Everything's just data and feedback, right? Yes. Data and feedback. Yeah. So let's talk about like, Someone that goes through a daily, daily task, right? Because we're, we're average people, right? Like we're no Kardashian, right? You know, someone that goes through a daily life, how important is it? And what are the things that maybe our subconscious does that actually can create a symptom or that can create this, um, you know, a lot of people that have chronic illness, they're like one of the biggest, um, uh, worries or or struggles that they have is that they do everything right, but they still feel mm. sick. Yeah. So how important is the subconscious? 
Well, the subconscious, first and foremost, is very important. And we'll do a little, like a little background really quick, whereas you do have the two parts of your mind, right? There's the conscious part and the subconscious part. The majority of the time, the things that we're doing in life to heal ourselves, help ourselves, like all of the things, it's majority is with the conscious part of our mind. Like when I think of personal development, like listening to podcasts, reading books, like that is working with the conscious part of our mind, following a plan that maybe somebody gives us for like health steps or, or whatever it is. Here's the thing though, the, the conscious part of the mind only represents 5% of our mind. 5%. Yeah, that's just mind-blowing in itself. So everything we do in life is only with the 5% of our mind. So yeah, it's, it's 5%, so 5% of our reality is consciousness and the rest is subconscious? It's even, less, it's even less than that. If I went through like the whole NLP communication model with you, so any given second, there's 2.3 million bits of information coming through all of our senses. 2.3 million. That's coming in subconsciously. Like for example, you might have like a fan noise going off on your computer, but we're not like super consciously aware of it until I like bring it into your consciousness. So there's 2.3 million bits of information. That's way too much for your conscious mind to hold. So you go through this filtration process and all there's like so many different filters you have, but when you go through it, you're left with 126 bits of information per second. Still too much for you to consciously grasp. And so you store some things in like filing cabinets. And so you're left with what you deem as reality any given moment in time. But that reality can always change based on your filters. This is like, we, we, I was just teaching my students this and they were like, oh my freaking God. And so it's um, it just goes to show you that like you are really in charge of like changing your reality like any given second based on like changing your filters. Um, and why two siblings, like let's say twins, can live in the same household and have very different upbringings um, be, because they have different internal filters in the way that they're processing things. So it's just like that's mind-blowing in itself. So it's like actually a really small number um, that like the conscious mind is holding. And so on the flip side, the subconscious part is responsible for 95%. And the majority of us are not even like tapping. We're not tapping into that. And so the subconscious – it is the storehouse of all of your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, thought patterns responsible for long-term thinking where conscious is more short-term. Um, and the subconscious mind actually runs your body. When you mm -hmm. think about it, you go to bed at night, mm -hmm. your conscious mind has to shut off, right? Like that's what's going yeah. to sleep. Yeah. But something needs to stay awake to keep your blood pumping and like your heart going so that you stay alive and that's your subconscious. So your subconscious is responsible for running your body and like all of your bodily functions um, and it, it never sleeps. And so that's the majority of your mind and a lot of us are not tapping into it. So like that's so, like – just even yeah. like hearing that, it's like mind-blowing that like majority mind of us are not I actually now yeah. feel like the movie Lucy – I feel like <laughs> yeah. I just want to become Lucy now, you know? Yeah. It's just moving, like, go see it. Yeah. 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 And so when you start to learn how to tap into it, you can shift and change a lot of different things because when we were younger, zero to seven years old, it's like our, um, like our years of like forming our conscious mind was not developed, just the subconscious. So everything went in subconsciously and we attached meaning to everything. And so the majority of us are running around with like belief systems from like 
when we were zero to seven years old that have not been updated. Um, and certain things can manifest in a lot of different ways and we can get into certain, um, yeah, like certain different scenarios if we want to, but like that's like first and foremost, just like conscious subconscious and like the difference of the two. And if we want to like change anything, the behavioral part is the conscious part of the mind. Like there needs to be a behavioral component, right? Like steps yeah. we need to take, yeah. but we need to pair it with changing our beliefs at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In order to like have that like true change with e- with anything. So when you say beliefs, I think about like belief in myself. Is that correct or no? Yeah, I would say that that's correct because there's like the core limiting beliefs that like will always come up for our clients is uh, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not deserving. Like I'm not lovable, like stuff like that. Those are like core limiting beliefs people have that will manifest and show up as different symptoms and behaviors mm-hmm. um in terms of like of what they're what they're doing that they want to change um but those are like belief systems it could also be i don't know maybe you were picked last on a dodgeball team in gym or something random and then you made that belief of no one likes me now yeah. you're a business owner and if like somebody doesn't i don't know sign up for an offer of yours you go back to that belief of like no one likes me Right. So it's like that's how the belief can always like pop up. And like same thing can happen with like illness and sickness and stuff like that, too. So uh, so I I don't know if you know my story. I'm like 99 percent sure you know my story Um, that I was born and then abandoned at a few days old and then kept a secret my first two years and then put in, in, in a really terrible orphanage and then uh, adopted by by Romanian. So this all happened in Romania and then I was adopted by Romanians, which doesn't happen. Um, but I was, and I was able to keep a very strong identity. I was able to, uh, keep a very strong, uh, background of like, okay, like I come from like, like this, this country. Um, and obviously living in America, I feel like that's, uh, important to have that autonomy of yourself and who you are. Uh, because I know, I know a lot of people that, um, that are adopted and they have a lot of illnesses because they're, they're running after autonomy. Really? That's what it is, right? They're, they're running after autonomy. Um, and so with symptoms and the symptoms that I've had, um, that's something that I know to be true, that I was just someone that was uh, angry, <clears throat> excuse me, mm-hmm. that was angry about, you know, the way that my life happened, you know, the way that like, like, come on, like, who does that to a child? And then I had kids and then I would look at them like they were like newborn in the hospital. And I'm like, how would you do this? How could you do this? Right. And so it was very mind boggling. Mind you, I met my biological family. Um, I keep in contact with my biological uh, siblings, um, not all of them, but three of them. Um, and that brings me personally a lot of closure uh, because my biological family, it turns out that my biological parents, I wasn't the only one that they did this to. So they were just, you know, in a in a rut, in a situation. Um, their cultural beliefs uh, said that to just have a lot of children doesn't matter if you live in a hut right? Like those kinds of things, right? So like you must have babies because that's your belief and that's your culture and that's your, so is that also part of the belief system that we also have in our subconscious as well? Yep, absolutely. And 
for certain instances too, like let's say if, if we took an instance like that, that somebody went through that was very similar, those types of things and when they happen to us at such a young age, we can, like you said, like feel these emotions of like anger or whatever it is and it can run so deep and a lot of times we want to actually – a lot of us don't want to feel them or process them, and especially like when it's happening or when we're going through it, so we'll suppress them. Yeah. And that happens quite a lot. And because your subconscious mind's primary function, primary job is to keep you safe, its primary job, the best way it can do that for a lot of people is to protect you and to cause a distraction. So how does it cause a distraction? Yeah. Yeah. Great mm-hmm. question. Yeah. A distraction can take the form of a multitude of different things. It could take the form of physical pain. So now mm-hmm. you're obsessing over physical pain in your body. So you're not thinking about the thing that was actually causing you the emotional pain in the mm-hmm. first place. It could be sickness. Same thing. Now you're obsessing, not not obsessing in a bad way, but your thinking, you know, is more yeah. directed towards that versus um, the emotional pain that you felt before. And so a lot of times like disease and sickness can be, I don't want to say a manifestation, but it's a, a, a distraction from the emotional pain. And when you can go in and again, we can do the work consciously to like feel better about anger, feel better about pain and all that. But yeah. the bo- the body stores a lot. So you got to clear that like out of your, you got to clear it out of your, out of your system. Um, and that's what happens a, a lot of times too. So my obsession was figuring out why my body did what it did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I, I was a gymnast for the longest time. Right. So after, after I was abandoned and then adopted, I was like, oh my God, I should spend the rest of my childhood in a gym. Uh, how fun. Right. And so clearly that was a big distraction. Right. And it was amazing though. Like, because I don't feel Did like that. a lot of like feedback. Like people were like, oh my God, you're so good. Like you're doing a good job. Did that present itself um... in gymnastics? My mom is the type of person till this day. My mom is the type of person like I'd like get second. I'd play second on like beam or something and she'd be like, why didn't you get first? Mm. So that was like my mom. She still is like that. Um, So she always is like the like, okay, this is good. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. So she... She, believe it or not, she brought a lot of balance to myself because I was the type of person that like when, especially as a child, and I think most children are like this, I was like, hey, you know what? Like, um, I just want to like walk around and throw my hands up and flip around two, three times, you know, like very, very naive and very, you know, whatever. And she was like, but you're good. You can do this. You know, and I was like, okay, you know, whatever. So yes and no. Yes and no, Julie. Um, my mom was really, the, and my mom was the one that would like drive me to practices, take me home from practices, would drive me to competitions, would fly with me to competitions. My dad worked nonstop. My dad worked nonstop. I think he showed up maybe to like five competitions in total over like almost yeah. 11 years. Um, so it was my mom that was there with me. And man, she would like just yell at me if like like she was like that passionate like she was like oh my god like I hate when like you just have a bad day and like all this stuff I know look my mom is a whole person within herself we she has a lot of trauma as well system 
Yes, exactly. Right. And she's like, come on, man. Like I have this daughter who is like, is like crazy good. And like, she's not using it to her full benefit, you know, all this stuff. So, and and I'm over here, like, uh, I think I did well, (laughs) you know? Um, and that was the way I was raised. Um, and, uh, the gym had a big, um, um, input onto my thought process as well, uh, because Mm. you'd spend five hours there every single day. Right. And, um, the coaches are people that like, you can do it, you can do it. Right. I told you about my, my beam coach She's like, don't use the C word. And I thought it was crap. No, it was can't. And so that was something that also, you know, subconsciously has in still is embedded. Right. But still we come back to this fact that like, I still have chronic illness symptoms. The baseline of it has changed tremendously, tremendously. And uh, yes, absolutely. Coming back to the basics and learning what my body is doing and being conscious about what my body is doing. Mm -hmm. Yes. But this is why I wanted you on this episode, because we go through things, right? Like we could be going on vacation, right? And this is like true story. This is one of my clients. And she's going to remain, obviously, uh, anonymous. Uh, But um, she goes to vacation. She goes to work. She does these things outside of her home. We found out that based on my notes, because I'm always taking notes when I'm talking to my clients, and I always review them, and we come back and, you know, the biweekly meetings, and we check in throughout the times. And I came to this trend that I saw that it feels like she has the biggest flare up when she's coming home. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, at least we found a trend, right? Like at least we found a trend. This Ah. is a good thing. The second part of this was now understanding why this was becoming a thing because her home was safe. Her home was safe. Like she's married to her best friend. Um, Her home is like her safe spot. Um, Her, her, um, she has like an office, but her office is like, um, like with her musical instruments and all that. So she she has that too, and that's her safe place in her home, right? So I really was like, why does this happen? So she doesn't know yet, but I think she knows, but it's just very difficult to verbalize that, right? Because I want, and, and this is another thing too that I know to be true, that when we intake information, right, we intake through all of our five senses. Well, in order for our subconscious uh, to actually make sense of it, it needs to go all the way back, literally into our occipital lobe, where it is based on seeing, right? And and seeing can be very tricky, right? And to come to be able to verbalize everything back, it has to go all the way through a lot of layers of processing and uh, beliefs and environment and culture and all this stuff, right? And so I think even that too, um, if we can talk about real quickly too, is why people have a hard time talking about these things. Because yes, yeah, obviously, like, don't go tell the whole world, you know, you know, we're not airing out dirty laundry. But you also have to have um, a safe place. You have to have a safe place, whether it's your your journal, um, talking to someone, right? That kind of stuff. You have to do that. Do you know, is there a subconscious something here that's happening that kind of stops us from that? Well, I think a lot of people, they're not consciously aware of it. Mm. Mm. Well, this person uh, is. Like, this person is. So yeah. She's like, like, yeah, but like, mm. you know, like what happens? Like, is that also belief? How, what can we do there? 
So in, in just the, in terms of her coming home and the flare-ups when it's coming home. Yeah. 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 Like, like I would just start with like kind of like a list of questions. Like what does coming home like mean to you? Like what is coming home? Do you know what I mean? Like what does coming home like do for you? Like there's actually an exercise that I walk people through. Like if I were to ask them, I was like, what – when you're away, you don't have like the normal everyday thing. So like when you're away – what's not there where you're able to just like be healthy, like enjoy, like what's there and then like what's not there and then see what comes up for them to be like, well, what's not there because what's not there is most likely at at home in some capacity. But it's like, yeah, like what is she coming home to? To. Yeah. Okay. So maybe it's like maybe like a like a – a room, maybe it's an object, right? It can be anything, right? I don't think it's a room or an object. Yeah, I don't think it's a room or an object. I think it's okay. the belief she's associated with a coming back home and what she's coming home to. So it, a good exercise could be like have her as long as it feels safe to close her eyes. Like, okay, go back to where you just were, like this vacation or, or this trip. Yeah. Great. Like, yeah. Name all of the things that make you so happy like while you're there. Right? Yeah. Like what was there? Like what what was going on? Great. Like, and now think about your everyday life. What wasn't present there? And just kind of like start to explore that a little bit. Yeah. Um and then when they give me and I ask for one word answers, because I don't want them to like elaborate and like go on. One word answers. And then let's say if they say, like, okay, well, there was peace there. Then I go a little bit deeper. Great. What's your definition of peace? One word. And then they'll say something else. And then let's just say they go, I'm like, great, what's the definition of peace? And they say like safety. I'm like, okay, great. I'm going to like hold on to that. Um, and then same thing when they're bringing up things that like weren't present. Maybe it's like chaos. There's no chaos present. Great. What's the meaning of chaos for you? One word. Because I'm trying to get down to like that subconscious like fear or block potentially. Um, yeah. And when you give them like one word, they have to be concise because when you give them an opportunity to say more, the conscious mind's going to want to come in the way and start like, you know, just like word vomiting on all the things and try to like go or beat around the bush as to like what's going on. Yeah. So that may be like a good place to start actually. This is why, like I said, this is why I wanted you on this podcast because a lot of us uh, do a lot of – we do a lot of things, you know. In, in the chronic illness yeah. world – our, our problem isn't trying new things. It's the fact that we're trying new things that are not aligned with us, right? And yeah. we're like, well, I guess I'll do another elimination diet. It didn't work the past 30 times. But like, you know, I felt good for like five days. So like, it's worth it, right? And then like, what yeah. are we actually doing to our bodies? And the subconscious, I feel like works the same way. Like if we just keep pushing it down, keep pushing it down, like eventually those five days are, it's going to go down to three, it's going to go down to two, it's going to go down to one, and then you're not going to have any good days, right? So you want to increase your good days, decrease your bad days. It doesn't mean that they don't exist, right? It doesn't mean that like bad days don't exist. Absolutely. Yes, I'm human. I'm great days all of the time. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm a firm believer, like, we need to know how to deal with the bad days in order to really appreciate the good days. Because sometimes that can get super blurred, too. Right? So that's a whole nother thing, too. But um, so I wanted to ask you about chronic illness and all this stuff. What are some key things that someone with chronic symptoms, 
what are maybe some key words or maybe mantras or something to just kind of help their subconscious and kind of get out? I know you mentioned the negative words, but what are some things that that we can do? Yeah, because I, I think a lot of the time, like I think if I'm ever experiencing thing, anything or a symptom, I'm always so focused on that symptom. And I'm like, let's just, I'm just going to go with migraines. I get bad, bad migraines. I'm like, oh my God, I have such a bad migraine right now. When we're saying those things to ourselves, like I'll then ask somebody or ask myself, okay, like great, like how do I want to feel instead? So like I want to get more to like the positive desire that I want. So like with a sickness, with an illness – How do you want to feel instead? And that's going to look very different for a person, but like positively stated so that we're focusing more on that versus like the negative thing of like how we don't want to feel anymore. Because the more we keep talking about this negative thing we don't want anymore, you're continuing to let it bake. Like you're continuing to let it manifest because that's all your subconscious is hearing. Is hearing, That's all it means is the reality. Um, So I think a really great step is – to honestly, it may sound like very silly to people, but like your language and your words matter so much. So like starting there with like, great, how do you want to feel instead? How do you want to look instead? Right? Mm-hmm. Like just get to that positively stated place. And then um, whether you want to dive into hypnosis or not, visualization, free tool, anybody can use, takes a couple minutes a day. I always say like first thing in the morning or right before you go to bed, just because you're um, – your subconscious, it works more with brain waves. And so like right now it's the middle of the day. So our brain waves, me and you are kind of like, you know, spiked because we're, we're alert. We're, you know, going about our day. We're chit chatting. But when you're about to go to sleep and when you first wake up, your brain waves have slowed down, which mean the doors to your subconscious is more, they're more open. And in order to get into the subconscious, like you do need to be more relaxed. So you're in a little bit more of a relaxed state than in the middle of the day. Um, And I always say, like, take a couple of minutes and, like, you already got clear on how you want to feel instead, how you want to look instead, what do you want instead. Now, like, start to see it because your subconscious mind works in imagery and pictures. Now start to see it. Who are you being? What are you doing? Like, let's say there's no more, hypothetically, meds anymore. There's no more this anymore. Like, what are you doing? Positively say, like, visualize it. So you've got the language out. Now you're using imagery and that in itself is brain rewiring. And the subconscious loves repetition. It like needs it. So the more you just do that and we're, and we're not adding on like tons of time to your day doing this. I'm talking like two minutes. You can do this a day. Um, that's brain rewiring. So this also, what you said also is the same as why waking up and not looking at your phone, waking Mm -hmm. up and and getting the natural sunlight, it does the same exact thing to our brain because it lets us, that cortisol level is actually spiked when we wake, when, mm, depends when you wake up, but it does have uh, the peaks and and the drops to the cortisol levels. So if you wake up between like five and six, it's going to be a little bit higher between, uh, versus the hours of you waking up between eight and nine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but regardless though, you still need to be doing that because you are literally telling your brain on like, this is what waking up feels like. And it yeah. clears your mind and your cortisol levels are not going to be as high. Your blood sugar regulation is going to help you out as well. And so when you're doing that and you're letting your brain wake up, not looking at your phone, not jumping right away to your kids, right? Like doing the thing, just letting your body just ugh, just have that breath, right? You're literally letting your brain do this. And when you do this, I even noticed with myself that when I when I do this and I've been doing this 
for 17 years now, Julie. I've been doing this for 17 years. Been waking up and just like not looking at my phone. Okay, mind you, like 17 years ago, phones were not what they are now. Uh, but <laughs> but um, it's still though, you know, I, I don't look at my phone. And mind you, I, I have an online practice, right? Like I don't look at my phone until 9 a.m. I wake up between like 6 and 7. Uh, lately, I've been waking up at 8. I will tell you that because my kids have been sleeping in until like 8, 8.30. Good for you. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. Um, and this is what I've been doing. And this is a very, very basic thing to do is just let yourself wake up. And I feel like these are the things that we completely overlook because it's almost too good to be true. It's like, you mean, if I just open up my eyes and breathe and open up the blinds, like I'll feel better. Yeah, it's going to take repetition. It's going to take repetition. But it doesn't have to be this lengthy process that we process. think it needs to be. Yes. And then coming back to this visual, this is why I do a vision board. And I will tell you, so this year, Julie, um, well, technically, technically last year, technically, I decided I had a, I had like a, like a come to Jesus moment, if you will. And I was like, you know, 2023 really, really ouch, ouch. It was ouch in my, in my personal life. Right. Um, everything was great on like the front end of everything, but I was like, man, like this is really hard. The home renovations was very difficult. I did a whole episode about this, right? The home renovation was really difficult. Um, the communication between myself and like communicating to, with my husband. So it wasn't like me, my husband had a problem. I had a problem, right? Yeah. Communicating with all the things. Um, my husband working like a lot because he would go to work, come home and then clock in to do stuff at home, right? And, you know, we have two little kids and, you know, we're like, man, and that was just, it, it was so difficult to watch because it wasn't the life that I wanted. I didn't want, you know, for me to work all day and then my husband to work all day. And, you know, like I didn't want that, you know. And in the summer, I uh, I made, a, I gave myself a challenge of speed limit 45, which is uh, literally just being slow, like opening that. up packages slow. Um, pouring cereal into a bowl slow, um, uh, making broth slow, um, drinking, eating slow, right? Um, all the things just being much slower. And I did this from the end of July to the end, to the beginning of September. And I learned a lot. And in that time, um, I also, uh, I actually picked up a book. It's called Vivid Vision. Um, and that also tuned into like visualizing, all your five senses on what you want to feel like, look like, what you want your surroundings to be like, what you want the people that are around you to be like, right? Like all this stuff for you to literally like get a little bit more to yourself, right? And again, I'm human. I'm not a superhuman. I don't have like, no, my husband is not rich and no, he doesn't support this online practice. Like, right. <laughs> like coming back to this, right. Like it's all inner work. It's all like, yes. we got to go through these motions. We have to, we have to understand like, have to. look, like, like it, wh when we're, when we're going through any healing journey, like it's going to suck at first. It's going to suck in the middle. It's going to suck through throughout. Okay. But it's like, pick your heart, right. Pick your heart. And this was something that in 2023 showed me that like we had a few health scares with myself, but the baseline of the health scare was nowhere near where it was years before. 
right? Like nowhere, right? So I was like, wow, like that's considered a health scare now? Like, wow, that's awesome. Hey, (laughs) you know, Um, and I had like red dots on my hand. So for everybody wondering what the health scare was, I had red dots on my hair and my hand um, on both hands. And they were no, they weren't itchy. They didn't have um, like, like white around them. They, you know, so it wasn't like, like a virus. It wasn't hand, foot and mouth. It wasn't anything like that. Um, They were just there. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then my hair was just nonstop greasy, which my hair is not like that. Um, So I was like, wow. Yeah, yeah. And I had to like, it was weird. Even when I washed my hair, Julie, it felt like I was like, like, like I didn't wash my hair. So I was like, okay, something's going on. So I ordered myself an HTMA test. And during that, this is this is the importance too, is like, I've been in this health journey for so long. So if you are, if you are listening to this and you just started on like tuning into your body and wanting that, like, the right, right. And you want less supplements and you want to reduce your pills and you want to do these things. Hear me out. This happened 17 years into my gut health journey, people. Okay. 17 years. And we're having this because that's, that's the chronic illness life. However, again, my thoughts were, oh my God, how amazing that I have the schooling now that I can order myself an HTMA test and I can also do my own interpretation. And That's then, so I'm like, right? And like, okay, I can make my own like food guide. I can, I can literally help myself in this brand new phase of what's going on in my body because my body has never been 31 years old with two kids married in a house renovation. True. That's true. So I was like, my body, it's a lot, (laughs) it's a lot, right? So I was like, my body's, my body's simply reacting to its environment. That's it. Right. And that was also a big, like, was that before, was that before you started slowing down? No, uh, this was after. After. After, Mm -hmm. okay. Just curious. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, oh, maybe that was your body sign of telling you to slow down. To slow down. No, it was after. So the, so the red dots, uh, started, um, in October, and then the end of October, I ordered my HTMA test. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, we're going to do this, right? And so I ordered the HTMA test. The HTMA test results came back. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Okay, it's actually not my liver. So, oh, my God, am I not angry anymore? That was like one of the first things. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I'm angry anymore. I think I'm, I think I'm doing much better, right, in, in that sense, right? But now I think I'm having this next phase, and this is why why I'm always talking about like we need to continue evolving. There's I think a yes. happiness, right? I, th- I think I'll there's a happy- from a subconscious standpoint. Yeah, please do, please do. I think there's I think there's a time and a place to uh, be really settled in into like where you are right now and be really thankful for that. Again, coming back to the vision board party, you know, just be grateful and reflect on that. But then, like, continue to evolve because life continues to pass us. Time passes by no matter what. And this is this is all what, I, what I'm getting to is that at, when that happened, so in between the speed limit 45 and slowing down and in between this, I, I was like, it's time. It's time that I just do what I really wanted to do for forever. And I sat down with my husband and my husband was like, oh, my God, like, what kind of what kind of dream are you saying now? You know, and I was like, well, 
I want to start a nonprofit and I want to help kids that are also yes. abandoned and orphaned and all that stuff. So I was like, I'm excited. Yes. Oh my God. You look like you're going to cry. <laughs> I know. Because I'm like, because it just ties with your story. And like, yes. I feel like that's going to be a very healing journey for you. Yes. Yes. So this is what I want to do. Not, and not even like impact, impact alone, but even for you too. Like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So this is what I've wanted to do my whole life. Like, like my closest, closest friends and my closest people, like when, like, you know, we ask each other, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? You know, I was like, I want to help people. I want to help kids that are, you know, that are coming from where I came from, you know? And uh, I was like, this is it. Like, this is what I want to do. So, you know, we're going to start this nonprofit um, in a few years. We have to get down a lot of like the vision statement, mission, mission statement. There's a lot of things that we need to get down you know, all this stuff, grants, blah, 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 blah. But I was like, there's no rush. I just want to know that I'm working towards that. Um, yes. And so my husband was like, I want, I want in on this. I want in on this because this is really speaking to him as well. Um, Cause we're both from Romania and, you know, he has a little bit of a background with that too. So I was like, okay. Oh my God. This is like so centering. And from that, I was like, you know, but I want to also continue my schooling. So I want to do my master's and get my doctorates in nutrition. This was in the same conversation. <laughs> in the same conversation. So um, it was. Right. But it was because of that, because I was like, you know what? Like, it's OK. It's OK that my body is actually reacting to its environment. It's OK because w the baseline of where I used to be and the baseline where I'm at now is nowhere to where it was. And we're just we're just we're only going up from here because we're more and more aligned with what we want to do. The success, the the all those other things are going to come. And I even think um and this is where like doing the things that you love, I think this is where this also aligns. So many of my clients are in jobs, relationships that they're simply not happy with. And I don't condone. I don't condone like, okay, go quit your job today. You know, I don't condone yeah. like leaving your partner, whatever, right? I don't condone that. But it's just more of like the mirror of who you are. What are you setting out into the world? Because that person, that job could actually be super aligned with you, but you're not giving the same energy. You're not, you know, it's right. And so it's like, okay, what, how can we help this body to stop holding in these emotions and stop suppressing them and be like, Hey, you know what? When I do come back home, I'm actually going to stop flaring up. Right. Like, so that whole thing, and it literally comes to that. And that's the connection that I want people to make is that like, that's why there is no glass ceiling. There is no ceiling for me. Like, right. Like, they say the shoot for the moon, but there's like footsteps on the moon. Like we could do better than that, right? Like we could do those things, right? We could do those things. My chronic illness is not my identity. It's just, it's no, part of who I am. It's, just, it's not your identity. Mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of who I, like I'm also a mom. That's also part of me. I'm also uh, a, a, a ex-gymnast. That's part of me, right? Yeah. Like all these things are just, they're just little puzzle pieces to who we are, Right. So anyways, mm -hmm. yes, I want to hear the subconscious part of, of that. Well, no, with like the evolving, like what you said and why I'm so glad you brought it up in anybody's journey, regardless of whatever anybody's going through, you're, it's important that you evolve and continue to unpack layers and heal because your subconscious mind's job is to keep you safe. 
And it doesn't mean that the first go around you do at, let's say, healing something, whether it's emotional, whether it's physical, whatever it is, your subconscious may not deem it ready or safe to present this to you to work on just yet. But the more – and I'll I'll share like a personal story of like how that also happened with me to just give some context that might – Um, understand it a little bit better. But the more you do work on yourself, like the more you are healing in whatever capacity that is, your subconscious will continue to deem things more safe and present them to you. So for example, like I've been doing this work for a couple of years now and um, there's one, there was one area of my life personally where I've been like really heavily focusing on this past year where um you know, I'm engaged now and he has a 14-year-old son and I've been working on like opening myself up like more to him because I always keep this like little bit of a distance because I don't want to step on toes, even though the dynamic with his mom is like wonderful, like the relationships all around are are great. But I just never wanted to step on toes because it's from my own past of my mom passed when I was 10, my dad kicked me out. And um, I've had, so I thought, this subconscious belief that like I couldn't fully experience life or like really feel happiness because I felt guilty because my mom's not here and I surpassed her in age at this point. And let me tell you, I've been doing this work for a while. I've been doing these modalities and I, I spent pause time right there. I just want to pause yeah. right there real quickly. That's big. And I just want to say Ooh. thank you for sh- for sharing. And I'm so thankful that you shared this because that is a big thing because when we yeah. see we have that trauma as as children like and we were like oh yeah like I've I've lived longer than my mom like that is let's take a breath because that is I know I texted yeah. my sister one day when I surpassed her and I was like this is just it's weird and I'll I haven't publicly like put it on social media or anything because I don't want to share like the personal work I'm doing as it relates to like, you know, like my fiance son, but I'm happy to share in like podcast interviews and like with my email list because it's just more intimate. Um, But like I've been carrying around this guilt, which I thought stemmed from her of just like not having her and like she missed out and got robbed on so much. And when I did that, I flew to uh, San Diego to spend a day with my mentor and we did a lot of stuff. And what came up, we were releasing the emotion of guilt and it actually all stems from my dad. Oh, and I never, I've, I've done this work for so long. And with one of the modalities, I went back on my timeline subconsciously. I was literally in the womb of my mother. Not that I can like recall, you know, what that felt like or, yeah. but I knew there was a conversation being had because I was the firstborn, first child of this jealousy that my dad felt that he was no longer going to have the full love and attention from my mom. So the guilt that I have literally been carrying is not has nothing to do with my mom. It has everything to do with my dad because I felt guilty for literally just being born. Which makes I'm so much sense about how our relationship has been with like, it was so rocky and he kicked me out. So so it's just, I share this because like this didn't present itself the very first time I started doing the work on myself because I wasn't ready to like face it. I wasn't ready to heal it. Like my subconscious didn't deem it safe. So that's why it is so important to keep digging in and doing the work, whether it's on physical stuff, emotional, because your subconscious will always present new things for you because you've like unlocked that like new layer 
that it deems as safe that you can now process, right? It's like you're unlocking layers. You're unlocking layers. And like Mm -hmm. that was like a huge shift for me like this past December. And I've literally been – because it's like I came home, Christmas, holidays. We had family here. My birthday, we got engaged. And then like I've literally been sick all of January. And I think it's because I'm just literally purging like everything. Yeah. It's like crazy. Yeah, Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. That and that's how the body reacts, and that's that's yes. why that's that's exactly cool. how it then becomes from from internal it becomes external then right because mm-hmm. what's happening external now is internal so it's it's yep. literally the exchange of energy on what happens in our life right and we're like okay I also have another client who has anxiety of going into um into big places and that's another thing yeah. too that um I think this is actually more more and more common um especially that we are now uh post-covid post-pandemic uh-huh. right all this stuff and I personally feel that like I get a little bit like antsy, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, whatever. But it's it's that subconscious because this has been home. This has been safe for so long. And yeah. I had I had Ellie was one years old when the pandemic started and I had our daughter during the pandemic. And that was a whole thing. I was like, who told me it was a great idea to get pregnant during a pandemic? Who told me that? Like, why? <laughs> right. And that was just a whole thing. So that was really difficult. But um, again, I think this is, I think we're a little bit, maybe again, having that self-compassion. I actually just, uh, yes. we recorded earlier today, we recorded a podcast with Britt who does uh, modalities for physical pain. And I was talking about self-compassion as well, because I think we are just really hard on ourselves and we are expecting a lot, right? Right. We're expecting a lot from ourselves. And it's like, you know, no one was like, the world was not built in a day, right? Like, I don't know. And, but and we expect like Amazon Prime results now. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. I love that. Yes. Yeah, but we like we expect that everything's going to be so quick and fast and it's yes it's not yeah it's not, it's and not. Then we get hard on ourselves it's not we get hard on ourselves we want to quit we want to go back to our old habits right all this stuff but that's why understanding your subconscious and letting yourself mm-hmm. wake up by by your own and letting yourself go to sleep on your own right like all this stuff that's why it's it's again we're coming back to the basics. This entire month, I have just been recording podcasts about basics. <laughs> this entire month, I have a brand new freebie about basics, being the elite in the basics and non-negotiables that have nothing to do with nutrition, may I add. It has nothing to do with nutrition. Mm-hmm. It is about it. understanding your body, knowing what you're doing, like like the one that I just said, waking up and opening up those, those dang blinds and looking outside the window, right? Like all these things just do that because this beats any... Even if, okay, and, and this is this is like the last note that, that I want to make because this this was so freaking good. Even if you were to do a subconscious reprogramming, you're you're going to do a hypno breath work, you're going to do a supplement regimen, you're going to do an elimination diet, you're going to do like an insane fasting, you know, program. Uh, maybe you go on a, a workout, you know, regimen or whatever, right? Nothing, nothing, and Julie. Julie is here. She's she's our martyr over here, okay? Who does subconscious work, okay? Nothing will outbeat working on yourself and doing the basics. 100%. Basics 
inner work. Inner work does like so much, like increases your expand, like it expands your capacity to heal more, to receive more, like so many, yeah, so many things. But like we think there's going to be this new trend or trick and it's not. Mm -hmm. It's the basics consistently because your subconscious needs repetition. So it's the repetition and the consistency and the patience piece. And the patience. Consistency, repetition, patience. Patience. And a lot of people think they don't have patience. And that's a whole nother thing of like self-compassion. Like, Mm -hmm. like. Like patience, patience is definitely a virtue, but I feel like we have, if we have enough patience to try the same fad diet over and over and over again for the simple five days that we felt good, yet the whole thing is 30 days, you have more patience than you have taught to believe, okay? Like you have patience, you're just not giving the energy where where it's aligned to you and what you, like literally speaking of what you are envisioning for yourself. What Use your five senses. What do you want to look like? What do you want to feel like? What's your environment look like? And I will tell you too, like within the same breath, literally within the same breath um, of this, like I we want to do a nonprofit and then now I'm also going to go back to school and get my doctorates. The whole entire thing was like because we actually want to move back home. So the whole thing that started this whole thing is because we had before. Yeah, yeah. So we want to move back home and now it's in now it's in in process now, right? So we're going to be selling our home by the end of this year, moving and like done deal, right? But because me and my husband, we literally had to sit there and we were like, what does, when our kids are in first grade, first grade, three years from now, well, three years from then, what does that look like? And both of us knew that it was not going to school here. Both of us knew that. Clear. And that's that's how you get there. That's how you get there. Because a lot of people have that, like, how do I start? You start by asking yourself, what do you want? And I feel, and then, and then I come back to like getting specific. Cause I, so it's funny because I was just like going through this with students this week, getting specific, but also not, um, because people confuse saying like, so states versus outcomes. So for example, people Mm. will be like, well, I just want to be happy and I just want to be confident. Well, that's a state. You actually want a specific, tangible outcome, not a state, because there are certain modalities that can make you feel happy and confident, like any moment in time. But you want that like specific, measurable, because I found like people will be super vague, because that's self that's like self sabotage. But the more specific you are on the outcome, the more easier it'll be actually for you to achieve it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And focusing on the things that are like, like I said, like, hey, what do I want to do? Like, what, what is it that like, yeah. I actually want to do in this world and leave my mark, you know, like, and I think all of us, yeah. we get to that point when we've done enough inner work where we're like, oh, okay, yes. I'm out of my fight and flight. Okay, now I can actually properly respond to an email that set me off. You know, I'm not going into <laughs> like just writing an email, right? You're doing these things. And First you of all, go- that's like the best piece of advice. Do you do this? I wait. I used to be like respond right away when I was in that. And I was like, no, no, no. Just give it a day and then respond. The the sleep on it thing. Yeah. The sleep on it. It works. Okay. I will wake up. Me and my husband, we have made life-changing decisions. The ones that I just said. Based on like we're having a conversation. Then we're like, okay, good night. We're going to see if the next day we feel the same. Like, because yeah, yeah, we're yeah. like, maybe yeah. maybe I'm just really highly motivated today. I'm like, yeah, look at me, you know? And then I'm like, oh, that wasn't it. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So, again, giving yourself, again, 
giving yourself the patience and the self-compassion again, right? So, Julie, tell us any class things that you want to tell us about subconscious reprogramming and chronic illness. No, I, I would just say, like, I'm an open book. So it's like any questions anybody has, like, always feel free to message me on Instagram. Like, I'm an open book. I'm always more than happy to help. Um, I have – not that my niche is so much, like, health it's because it is more so business, but I do have a bunch of, like, free resources. Um, so, like, that's the only thing I like people to share. And I'm never going to respond to try to sell you anything. Like, that's not yeah. who I am as a person. I really just genuinely want to connect with people and help them and point them in directions that will help them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would just say that first and foremost, doors always opened, open to have a conversation, open to share referrals. Um and then just like knowing how powerful, just starting with language, right? Just watching the words that you're saying and like focusing on what – shifting what you're saying to what you do want, positively stated. Um, that's like such a first like great step for anybody. Yep. 1,000%. Uh, reparenting, as we call it in yeah. the nutrition world, is reparenting ourselves, right? So yes, um, wonderful. Absolutely love this. Uh, for you that is listening right now, thank you so much for making it to this end of this episode. Um, I will have Julie's links to her Instagram and to her website in the show notes. Um, I highly recommend Julie. Um, for those of you that didn't know, I said it a little bit earlier, but me and her actually did a breathwork together. And one of the one of those single words that came up was professionalism. And it was something completely out that I did not see. And um, I highly recommend Julie because, I, again, I'm not going to recommend anybody and I'm not going to have anybody on this uh, podcast unless I, unless they're seriously like geniuses in what they do. Um, and that's what Julie is. And plus, I have experience with her. And uh, yeah, she that's what she, like that brought up for me is the breathwork that we did was like professionalism. And it had to do with with my with my online practice. And I was like, I think that's why there's a there's a block in I don't know what we were doing. I don't even remember now that what we were trying to do. I don't remember then, my like, specific theme. I don't know what we we're talking I'm about. Posting them like monthly all last year. So I'm trying to think of what yes. the theme was. And and then I remember we chatted after. Um Oh, I think it was money block. I think it was a money block. Maybe. Maybe. I think it was money block. Now that like I'm like, hmm. Um, and it was professionalism. And something that Julie kind of brought to my attention really was that like professionalism is what we make it. And that's what hit me. Like I was like, yeah, like because I don't want to be in a lab coat making reels. I don't. That's not me. I don't want to, you know, <laughs> dress up to the nine, you know, doing like that's not me. And at the end of the day, um, that's I, I recommend, I recommend if you do have a chronic illness um, and you're trying to change your rewiring on how you think about your body, how you think about, you know, your, your life and your physical aspect of how you view your days, go check out Julie, okay? Do yourself a favor and just go check her out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Like, even in my sessions too, I'm like, we release a lot of emotions, like stuck emotions, which is like honestly like the most transformative session for most people um yeah 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 again open book open book open it. door I love it. Thank you so much for being here. Um, and for everybody listening, thank you for being here. I'll see you on the next episode. Till then, rest but don't quit. <laughs>